0: hello and welcome back to another episode of sharp china i'm andrew sharp and on the other line bill bishop bill our most recent episode published friday morning and was almost instantly outdated so how are you what do you make of the past 48 hours here uh, I'm on my deck looking for the
1: balloon, um, <laughs> like everybody no, else
0: mean, in DC. Yeah,
1: and I'm now a balloon expert. No, um, all joking aside, it's it's actually a pretty uh, pretty serious incident, and uh, it really, you know, when when we recorded the show earlier this week, you quoted something I'd written about sort of listing out a lot of the issues in in the U.S.-China relationship and uh, and re- sort of. Um, Events that had happened last few days, it, it you know made it look even more fraught. And I sort of joked at the end, like, "Oh, and there are still six days left before Blinken's mm-hmm. visit." Dot, dot, dot. And you know, because expecting maybe other stuff would drop, I certainly was not expecting a Chinese reconnaissance balloon over the continental U.S. It's crazy which is now. Which is now has like Capitol Hill and the administration it just going nuts. And of course, Secretary Saint Blinken postponed his. Uh, you know he was going to be arriving in beijing i i think on sunday and uh, you know we we i posted the the podcast at like 9:45 i think and then um uh there was a, i was going to be on a there was a like a background call for uh the trip, where the people from the administration talk to think tanker analysts, et cetera, they sort of give some some color. Mm-hmm. And at 10:02, the email came out that you know the, the call isn't happening. They didn't say why. And then, about at the exact same time, I think Bluebird broke the story that the the Secretary of State had postponed his trip. It's crazy. And so since yeah. since then, we're just seeing more and more. And now, I just looked; it's over Kansas City. Um. So you know. Maybe it's finding something out about Mahomes' ankle condition, right? <laughs> could which hey, could give you an edge for you know placing a bet on the Super Bowl, right? Oh, man. Never yeah. Know
0: what it's getting. Well, I figured we should double back for a, a brief bonus episode. In sports, we would call this an emergency episode, but emergency <laughs> episodes are not quite as fun when you're talking US-China relations. Um, I guess there are a bunch of different places we could start, but Thursday night, you tweeted that this was a big deal in DC. And possibly a bigger deal than PRC officials realized, what sort of things were you hearing like what what made it such a big deal in this city
1: well, so I think you know look the us and china China spy on each other all the time with all sorts of uh, platforms and assets right and we we don't know about most of what's going on and you, you read the history and this has been going on for for decades, especially in the us and the us at least in the past used to fly planes over the continental. PRC, like U2s, uh, collecting information. I don't know if we're still flying planes or balloons over the continental PRC. We're certainly looking at them with, with satellites with all sorts of capabilities, just like the PRC is looking at the U.S. and U.S. interests and with all sorts of, um, satellite platforms with, Mm -hmm. with all sorts of capabilities, right? So, but, but the issue here, right, is, is now, as this news was breaking that there was this, this you know, some people called it a spy balloon. The U.S. government is now referring it to a reconnaissance balloon. Uh, the Chinese government came out, the Chinese Ministry of Foreign Affairs came out uh, this morning. And interestingly, they admitted it was their balloon, but they called it a civilian airship used for research, mainly meteorological purposes, which, um, frankly, is uh, uh, the U.S. government is not buying that because yeah. i think they have pretty good insight into what this thing actually is. So my point was though is that as this news was breaking it, it you started to see in some of these background briefings and reporting well okay this isn't the first time and it's happened under previous administrations and going on for years. And so one of the one of the real risks here from the perspective of the us china relationship is is you know it's not that all of a sudden the chinese are doing this it's that all of a sudden everybody knows the chinese are doing this and they're doing it over the US, the continental US, yeah. and it's forcing a political reaction to, and you know, you've got the fact that, for example, you know, there are a bunch of people saying, Oh, we should shoot it down. And, you know, the reporting originally said, well, then President Biden asked about military options, and the military told him, you know, recommended against shooting it down because of the potential debris field, because they didn't know it would land. Because it's that big, too. If you shoot it down, right, a but, lot of debris. But other folks talking about, well, actually, it's so high the, the U S doesn't actually necessarily have weapons that might be able to yep. actually take it down. It and it's, sure. and it's as big as it looks, it's actually not that big from a sort of the size of a target. And, and I think a lot of these balloon like um, collection surveillance platforms from, you know, now, again, now we're balloon experts, because we did some reading, you know, but uh, (laughs) apparently, apparently, these things are like tend to or some of them can have um, very good, like, like sort of almost like stealth, like sort of anti radar covering or coding, so that they're actually they have a small cross section, they're actually very hard to see. And what's interesting here is, so the Wall Street Journal reported that it had been spotted by uh, someone on a commercial airliner. And so the question is, once again and we don't know the answer to this but this goes back to the point I'm trying to make is is this something that the US has been tracking like the NORAD had been tracking as it came over Alaska the Aleutian Islands through Canada down into the US and it, and it went over Japan too uh but you know and the US tracks and maybe they are these so maybe they happen. knew about it yeah they knew about it and they've known about other ones but this time it became public so once it becomes public it's a completely different political dynamic a completely different reaction and of course it happened to go public become public you know 24 hours or 36 hours before the secretary of state was supposed to fly to beijing mm-hmm. and so now it is becoming um it, it's 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 one of those things where you know we see bits of the sort of the public side of the U.S.-China relationship, we see the tensions. There's lots of other things going on in the background that are um, managed, that ca- are causing a lot of concerns, but are managed. And now this may be one of those instances where some of the behavior that the U.S. has been very concerned about the Chinese are doing that they haven't said publicly, now they have to talk about it publicly. And then, of course, you've got this, uh, the timing, right? Which, which you know, I, I, it's unfortunate that Blinken had to postpone his trip. I, I understand why, um, but I think it, in some ways this is the actual the kind of moments when you want to have diplomatic conversations because yeah. but you know, I think a couple things that they 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 published on the website. There was a background background briefing by the State Department like an hour ago. Um and you know, the I'll just read one quote from it. Um where, you know, again, they they say they, they basically they don't say that the foreign, the, the Chinese foreign ministry was lying, but they basically say they're lying. They're saying that, you know, the they they the US government has a different view of what it is, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just a sort of an innocuous weather weather monitoring platform run by civilians. But this is a quote from the unnamed senior official, quote, I would not describe the violation of U.S. sovereignty in this incident, incident as an accusation. I would describe it as a statement of fact. Mm-hmm. There is a high altitude Chinese, a Chinese high altitude surveillance balloon currently over the United States. It is a clear and unacceptable violation of U.S. sovereignty. And we've made that crystal clear. And so, I mean, this is pretty strong language coming from, uh, you know, from, 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 uh, sort of diplomats. Yeah. And so now this is a really serious incident that the U.S. government, you know, and, and, and again, we've, we go back into stuff we've talked about in the podcast before, you know, the environment on, uh, in D.C. on Capitol Hill, this new, uh, China select com- committee, you know, the fact it's it just, this is going to cause then all sorts of additional questions about, okay, what did, what did the U.S. government know? What did they know it? How long has this been going on? What else have the Chinese done? It's going to put a huge amount of pressure on the Biden administration um, because, of course, you know, you're already seeing it on Twitter from various uh, uh, politicians. You know, it's on the, you know, primarily Republican politicians about, you know, you know the Biden should have shot it down. He's weak on China, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, again, once you get past the sort of initial domestic, sort of the, the political um potshot taking. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it really is, I think, a very serious issue in the sense of what it it just exposes another sort of really sort of growing kind of tension and point of friction in the U.S.-China relationship. And, you know, and then the fact that Blinken has what the State Department is saying is that the Secretary of State has postponed his trip and will at some point um, go back when conditions are better. It's no idea what that means or what the timing is but one of the things that um i think was was hoped or was sort of on the agenda for the meetings was to to try and talk to the chinese side about it's quite possible the speaker of the uh, of of the house is gonna go to taiwan let's sort of talk through maybe not go right. crazy about it right and that isn't going to happen and it's quite possible that the speaker then travels to taiwan before Secretary of State goes back to China. So so you have sort of a the, the hope was this meeting was again was sort of the setting guardrails, putting a floor in the relationship, stabilizing things, whatever you want to call it. Not like a Kumbaya reset, everything's great, but at least well, look, arresting the we said the, the, talking the
0: is better than not talking on the last episode. And not talking, therefore, yeah. is not great as we look no. ahead. Although I know. guess
1: I guess Blinken could just Sort of get on a megaphone and start talking to the sky when it, so it gets over the <laughs> yeah, east coast. that's right. Listen up, guys. me they can live stream it back to wherever they're collecting information. I, I mean, no, you're right. And, and so, so, but, but it's impossible politically, just for the for the Biden administration to say. And because if because if if Blinken were to go, it would it would you know it would just be a huge domestic political issue in terms of like again. Biden's we got China, China. Tao, you know, you Tao, got sure. you got the the Hunter Biden stuff, and all. I mean, it's just it's just again like with the Pelosi visit where Biden didn't ask her to not go. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this. My understanding was the reasons he didn't ask her to not go were all domestic political reasons. Yeah, right. And so and so if this is happening at a moment when things have been dark in D.C. for a while, but it's been you just sort of feel like it's getting much more serious here anyway. And now this, I think, really just is going to push us down to another level in the in the U.S.-China relationship. And, you know, again, what what comes out of this in terms of, you know, will then we start hearing that there's a whole bunch of other stuff happening. And I put in my the newsletter this morning, there's a link to a really interesting story up on the drive because there's been this long sort of these mysterious uh, what they call it sort of un um, unidentified aerial phenomena of like looks like they're balloons or maybe they're drone swarms or whatever Ooh. that have been, been going around different places where there's. Potentially able to collect intelligence to the U.S. and there's been speculation publicly. Of course, you know it's a lot of this is classified, but speculation that well maybe it's some sort of a you know foreign powers surveillance platforms, and and this is going to feed into that. And then again, if it turns out that the Chinese have this sort of very you know we know they've talked about we know they have invested like the U.S. government is the U.S. military is investing in um sort of these kind of unmanned airships like balloons or sort yeah. of limp like things that can loiter. And I guess, you know, again, back to I'm putting my not really balloon expert, but balloon expert hat, right? Which is you hear some people say, well what's the point? Because everyone has satellites. What I've sort of Heard. Here we go.
0: Balloon expertise hit us. Is is that
1: actually there are some advantages to these things that can go at a very slow speed and kind of loiter over specific areas. You know, satellites have a, have a sort of a time pass and they're not that, they're not over a specific spot for very long. So, so the U.S. is investing in these things. The Chinese are investing in these things. They're investing in these things because there, there is some benefit in terms of what they're collecting in their, you know, from their various reconnaissance platforms. What that is is, We don't know because it's classified. We have
0: imperfect information, but I will say for my part, as a non-NATSEC expert, I was laughing at all this last night because the reactions were real, but I'm sitting here thinking, like, of all the things that could actually escalate the tensions between these two countries, we're talking about literal hot air as the tipping point. All of it was pretty incredible to me. But then, the more I've read about it today, I mean, number one... There is now technology that allows countries to control these balloons and set them on a, a defined course. So just like last night, I wasn't sure. OK, so maybe the wind took the balloon off course and it wound up over the United States. And it, this was all sort of a misunderstanding. That seems unlikely. Who knows? Um And then Montana, not just a random site. Montana is home to intercontinental ballistic missile silos and sensitive nuclear sites according to bloomberg and so all of this is understandably a big deal and i wonder like is it possible that the chinese government like i just don't understand they're on this charm offensive i don't understand why they would green light this um now, like as well, things are so fraught,
1: and, and, and that's a, and so that's a great question, and the answer is we don't we don't know because you know this could be part of some sort of long long term program where they're doing this. It's just sort of a, a, a somewhere in PLA or it's routine, and you know, you know I'm seeing commentary. Oh well, this this can't be a coincidence. This was time to appear over Montana right before Blinken left, and you know that's possible. That's pretty impressive technology that you can float a balloon from Central China to appear over Montana within the 24-hour window before the Secretary of State's going to Beijing. But it's also, I mean, China's got a lot of different bureaucracies. And, you know, quite honestly, if this is, say, run out of the, the PLA, for example, um, not clear that the Ministry of Foreign Affairs would have any idea.
0: That's what I was wondering, um, whether it could and, be a lack and, of coordination
1: or something yeah, to that and, effect. And, and, and it could also be that even if there was coordination, the PLA doesn't care. Um, you know, we we don't know. And we may we may never know. The U.S. government may have better insight. I, I don't know. I would hope so. But what what the problem then becomes is how then again it's a domestic political issue. So how does the U.S. government how does the Biden administration react? And and they are it pushes them into a position where there is no way they can react. And it, there's no, the only way they can really react is by basically postponing the trip. And then now it's going to be a lot more. Sort of, you know, just it just pushes the relationship down into, a, I think, an even more fraught place. And, you know, again, it, it's one of those things where it, I think it is a problem if the Chinese have been doing this for a while and we've known about it and we just don't do anything. Mm-hmm. I think that that is something that, um, it, there there will be people with pushback as reasonable yeah there'll be yeah there'll be people with justifiable questions about why that was the policy unless of course we're doing the same i mean we just we don't know a lot of these things but it it is a um you know and, and again there's some talk like the chinese i think trying to say that um they can't you know they said it was in their statement this morning um It also said, affected by the westerlies and with limited self-steering capability, the airship deviated far from its planned course. And I don't think based on sort of what the U.S. government has said publicly, I I don't think the U.S. government now thinks that it's like just floating randomly around. Right. Um, And And, and and the course
0: that it's on, it it was supposed to well at least one map that i saw i'm not an expert <laughs> that disclaimer will be repeated throughout this yes. little bonus episode but there <laughs> were not
1: balloon experts there okay? was some
0: graphic that showed it going over norfolk which again yeah. is like not a coincidence if that's where uh, it was headed. now
1: it looks like i think now it looks like potentially it's going a little south but again um we don't know and then one of the questions right it goes back to the sort of you know the calls to shoot it down right And again no one is at the at the altitude it was when it was over in Montana, I was like, mm, "What are you going to use?" Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it's now lower at like fifteen thousand meters or something, and so maybe it's coming into range of other other types of weapons. One of the questions will be, okay, so if they don't want to shoot it down because it, you know, the potential debris field, which is I, it seems legit, especially if it's the size of three buses, um, is. It, once it crosses over the coastline on the U.S. East Coast into the you know over the Atlantic, is it then fair game because then the U.S. can shoot it down as long as it's within the twelve mile um, sort of twelve miles from shin. the U.S. coast and then you know blow blow it up enough so that it starts to drift down and then go try and basically go try and recover it in the ocean before the Chinese get to it, um, or is it once it's cross over uh, you know once it's over the ocean. Is it then, you know, and the Chinese have basically admitted it's their property. Is it then like another incident if the U.S. destroys it? And so it's very, and I, again, I'm also not an international lawyer. And, like I'm not an expert in international law. So I'm not going to, I don't have any answer. I'm trying to find out what, what the real options may be and what the reaction would be. But then again, if you have this thing just drift off the leg and then keep going and the U.S. is seen as doing nothing again back to the domestic politics, that's going to be a big problem for the Biden administration. I guess so. I don't know that players.
0: it should be a problem. I vote no on shooting this thing just, down just, if it's not a threat. You don't need to escalate the tensions any more than they've already been escalated here.
1: Um, but I don't know. Yeah. Again, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think the question would be, okay, you shoot it down. Can you then recover the, like the, the various the, the technology, the surveillance platforms or just so you can understand what it is and maybe we already know Mm -hmm. um i saw an interview with a congressman congressman gallagher was on i I think it was on fox i saw a clip on twitter where he he was and i i mean he was suggesting we somehow disable it get control of it and then and then basically bring it down and you know I, i don't I don't know how we do that. We do I do you know sure. I would love to think that somewhere there's a classified US airplane with a giant claw that can basically <laughs> sort of go out and um but I don't I don't I don't think I think it's more of a binary basically like you 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 have to figure out how to put a bunch of big holes into it and then it comes out. I mean there was something and you know it's interesting there's there's um there are some actual balloon experts out there and we can link to them in the show notes. And one of the things was this fascinating research that Google did for their project Loon, which they've canceled, but then they put all the research online about how these high altitude balloons work. And so one of the questions would be, well, gee, did, you know, this is all like open source. It's probably helpful to all sorts of governments around the world. Another thing, though, is these things don't – they're not like air balloons where you pop it and it falls down. There's one, like they said, they shot one up with 1,000 bullets from an F-16, and it still took six days for the thing to come down.
0: Yeah, they, they had to these shoot are, down these are a not weather like, balloon. These are
1: not like the kind of balloons you know, a lot of people think they are.
0: I mean, yeah, and it's just hard to know what exactly was happening. I will say, Mike Gallagher, he said the the presence of the balloon quote makes clear that the CCP's recent diplomatic overtures do not represent a substantive change in policy, and. For whatever reason, this sort of reminds me of TikTok, where TikTok is going all over D.C. right now, emphasizing its security policies and independence from ByteDance and giving these briefings and
1: showing like. Yeah, showing, showing journalists code when they have no idea what it actually does. Oh, we <laughs> but saw just their trust code. us, trust <laughs> yes. us, yeah. Oh, they saw some code, it must be okay. Right? And,
0: and that <laughs> effort is fine and understandable, but if you actually are tracking Americans and all the TikTok executives do report to ByteDance, like, it just doesn't leave much room for anyone on the U.S. side to lobby aggressively for any kind of compromise. And this is a case where, like, to the extent the Chinese did this and did it purposefully, I mean that it
1: makes it much harder
0: to lobby for tensions to cool on our side. That's
1: right, and that's what I mean. Where I mean one of the things I think we 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 what we don't, I don't know the answer, but I think it know we really is an interesting question. Is again, there's a difference between this is a one off versus this is an ongoing set of programs that we're aware of, they're nowhere aware of. And yet it's sort of wink, wink, nod, nod, but then suddenly this blew up because somebody saw it. Mm-hmm. And then you have to talk about it. And, you know, again, to your point about TikTok, again, I think it, this is what you made, what I've been trying to say too about how given the current environment, it just narrows the space for any sort of stabilization or, or sort of compromise in, in, in parts of the relationship. So I think, I think even though this is not a tiktok balloon is um i think this is like like to your point i think this is not good for their efforts to sort of lobby away uh potential uh restrict- significant restrictions or, mm-hmm. or a ban in the us i also think and again it goes back to sort of the technical the technology uh the semiconductor controls and other like the export control stuff and you know one of the questions will be like if for example the, the us were able to uh get control of this balloon or, or shoot it down and then salvage it well okay what are, what are the what is the technology that's going into all the sensors and sort of how it's steering itself and all these things and you know are we going to find that it's made with u.s chips and all this stuff mm-hmm. and then it's going to be a whole nother if that is the case i'm not saying it is but just just again you sort of project out if if that would happen and that were the case then it would be a whole nother round of like, well, we have to restrict all these other things and you know, blah 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 And so it's just again, th- there's there's no it's really difficult to see how is it's a balloon, right? And obviously it's more than a balloon, but but the idea that this could really, I think, set in many ways, it's gonna set back anybody who who's been trying to sort of stabilize relationship. I think it's right. a significant setback for that. And on the Chinese side, to your point. Again, we've talked about this. My view has been that the Chinese are on a charm offensive because they want to reset the tone and they want to relieve some of the pressure. And they're having a lot. They have their own set of domestic problems around the economy, and and so they 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 want to buy some time, get some more space. Uh, I have not seen anything that indicates that there's any sort of a sort of a change, substantive yeah. or structural change. And and it just you know so so this I think will just blow up the argument that some folks are making that somehow there there really is like a there oh my god they you know they're no longer saying mean mean things in press conferences so therefore like the relationship is changing i think that's going to be a much harder argument to make going forward it wasn't easy to begin with right
0: Yeah, well, um, 24 hours ago, I would never have imagined that this balloon situation would be a major inflection point in the U.S.-China relationship. And maybe it won't be. Maybe things will calm down over the next few days. I
1: I mean, I, I just quite honestly, you know, I it's it's I think. It's genuinely unfortunate
0: that Blinken's not going to Beijing. It was the first official diplomatic visit of that sort for five years. And
1: and one of the questions, and and I think, think, again, I think it's quite possible, and this is total speculation on my part, it's also quite possible the Chinese statement this morning made it impossible because – you know we because they're lying well, about this well well let's just assume that the US has put a lot of surveillance intelligence assets at this thing pointed at it to figure out what it is and probably has a pretty good idea of what it is mm-hmm. and probably is has a high confidence level it's not like a weather research civilian weather research ship and so and so if, if the US government is basically saying we we know what this is and yet the, the Chinese government is they're not back channeling they're not like sort of saying no you know a, a private phone call where they're trying to sort of Bust it off, but they're going on publicly just basically saying something that is completely divorced from fact. Yep. I mean, that's a slap in Blinken's face if then he shows up 24 hours later.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it goes back to some of the statements we highlighted earlier in the week where it's like, really? Like, what version of reality are you working from? Um, But... On that note, I think we should come back next week when we'll have a lot more information. Um, but I appreciate you joining Thanks. me. I just needed to sort of process this news and update our extensive discussion about what Blinken might be doing in Beijing next week. Um, unfortunately, there's not anything that's going to be happening.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, the Chinese don't have an ambassador here yet. Right. So it's just it's it's a fraught time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this, this, it was already pretty fraught. And this is just really, you, I, I, and then lots of joking on Twitter and stuff about the balloon and like pictures of a balloon that looks like Xi Jinping or Winnie the Pooh or a panda. And, you know, that's all funny and great. But, but this is actually, I think, one of those things where it, it's impossible that the U.S. government is not going to, and, and Capitol Hill uh, are not going to make this or deal with this as a very, very serious problem in the relationship. Yep. Well, we will continue to
0: monitor all this, and uh, we'll be back next week, next Wait, Thursday.
1: Sorry, one more thing—I forgot. It appears there's a second balloon over Canada, so we I, be, I had that on like, my list. Maybe <laughs> here next or early next week, we maybe to talk about the second balloon. Yeah, or the third. Or, Let's patch you know, in
0: Justin Trudeau and see what he has to say about I, all I, this. I guess
1: if there's if there's never just one, right? I don't know. It's just like one of those things. So
0: it's really um, really
1: crazy um yeah i know it's 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 uh it's unfortunate well so. we'll seek out some
0: balloon experts that we can cite on the next show and uh <laughs> make sure we have that all nailed down for now though our first ever emergency episode uh thank you for making yourself available here and uh i hope tashi is doing okay he had a vet visit today correct
1: yeah he's good he's uh, he's all set he's, okay he's He just wanted to go give some love to his favorite vet. Good. good. Tashi
0: has a great life. He's always good. (laughs) He He has a
1: sub stack too, but we'll talk about that later. I hope
0: he finds his way to a pizza this weekend. All right. I will talk to you next week. Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Bye.